Hello and welcome to The Queer Experience. I am Eric Carmine, your host, um, and I am excited to jump back into part two of our Witch Punks actual play. Um, I am rejoined by our uh, coven of shenanigans, I'll call them. Um, so everyone, everyone reintroduce themselves kind of quickly. Um, so we on the line. Um, to remind everybody your name and name, character name, and we'll say character pronouns. So we'll start with TC. This is TC. I am playing Shade, he, him. This is Dakota, and I am playing Anthalia, she, they. My name is Richard, and I'm playing Chase, he, him. Hi, my name is Future. I go by he, him pronouns. I am playing Zero Cool, and Zero Cool goes by he, they pronouns. Awesome. And just to recap everybody listening on what went down last week, um, last week we had some uh, some shenanigans, we'll call them, um, as this as this little crew got into some trouble with a former coven member, Um who was trying to blast them with some lightning um, and also may have some discoveries of a larger thing that is going on that is potentially going to be bad for all of them. Um, and that's what you missed on witch punks. <laughs> and so without any further ado, we will hop back in and where we left things last time uh just to refresh everybody is that we, you all had fixed the brain of strike who spells it with a Y it's important detail. And after you did that, he was petrified and said that something big and terrible was about to happen. And that was where we kind of ended the session last time. So to pick it up literally right where we left off, he looks at all of you and is like, I'm I'm gonna need you all to to do something. Let's take you back to the warehouse. And get some snacks. And let us know what's going on. Also, we'll probably feel safer there. He's like, uh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's probably a good decision. Um, Hop in, you know where to sit I do now We deserve that (laughs) It's And I feel like enough time Like you're you're kind of cresting into dusk Of of Monday And um, It's Like you know you're like You got back to the warehouse And you were like Just on the tail end of like Hitting curfew To where like you were like pushing it to get back to like not draw attention to yourselves and, and get caught by anybody um, as curfew is ironically enough dusk. So you were back at your warehouse. Um, Strike kind of wanders in and literally just kind of goes to like his old corner of the warehouse and just kind of like sits and he's like, He's been, other than what he said about, like, you all needing to help, he's been abnormally quiet. Um, so you probably had a, a eventful couple of minutes. Want to talk about it? 
he's just like, um, so, yes, but I feel like, let's not focus on how I know things and just that I know them and we'll go from there. And that feels like a good, that feels good to me. And I feel like you all probably owe me at least that much given how my departure went. Okay, so, okay. We can start there. So, Naomi Moonlight and her band of traditionalist fuck-alls Not her again. are planning a massive ritual that is going to empower a lot of traditional witches to have a lot more power than they should have and then be able to force folks to conform to traditional ways or suffer very horrible consequences due to the overabundance of power that they will all have. They will be basically unstoppable if this ritual happens. Hmm. And nobody will be safe. And that includes all of you. (gasps) Well, that does line up with what Abigail found out. Right before you ran into us, we had talked with Abigail who had told us bits and pieces of the same thing without some of the detail. It's bad news all around. Yeah. And so there's, um, you all might know them, the coven of the, of good fortune, which is a coven that works very closely with, um, the D and B, uh, law firm. They're heavily involved. Um, they're a coven of traditional witches. Um, Naomi claims to not have allegiances to them, but um, they're all they're all definitely working together. Um, and they're gonna have massive guard like guard situation around the D&B building and yeah it's bad it's real bad it's real bad okay all right we believe you and this is two days from now right yeah more or less at this point we're into evening so you're less than less than two days hmm And listen, I'll be here. I'll stay here tonight, but like, I'm getting the fuck out tomorrow. I I don't. My brain is still a foggy mess, and I think it's going to take. I don't trust myself to cast spells and be effective right now, um, which takes a lot for me to say that. Just you know, considering because of your why, because of the why in my name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well. What Whoa. should we do? How do we do we prevent them from even getting up there? Do we stop them in the act? I mean, we have to get up there in the first place, so 
Yeah. So what are you, I guess, what are, he'll be like, you'll have him for like the next little bit. If you want to ask any like direct questions, otherwise I'll kind of let you all talk out a little bit of like what you're, what you're hoping to do. I mean, so what is this going to do? What are they going to be doing exactly? That's so, you know, terrifying. Um, he's like, well, my understanding is that they will, they will be exceptionally strong in just their general magic use overall. I meant and, more of the ritual itself. Oh. See, is there any critical failure points we could, you know, disrupt? I know that they're going to have a large mass of people up on the rooftop of the D&B building. I know that the Coven of Good Fortune is likely going to be on a couple, probably the two or three floors underneath, kind of on all three of them. Um performing they will be the ones actually performing the ritual itself everyone on the rooftop is basically going to be assisting and like acting as like a catalyst and then will benefit from the the powers that they're going to receive as the end result of this Um, and that rooftop can easily hold a hundred people so you're talking about the possibility of a hundred basically demigods running around if this goes through. Demigods with sticks up their asses. Let's not get this like correct hmm. with with brooms. Strike says it's it's they're they're brooms. Are there any materials that they need? Any components to the ritual? He's like, well, I think they've they've gathered most of them. Um, I I think they were still looking for like a a couple gems. Um, it was stuff that I don't think Abigail had accessible that they might be trying to still track down, but they wouldn't start publicizing having a ritual like doing a ritual if they didn't have at least most of it. Hmm, so we can't compromise the materials, it sounds like. Unless we help them unfind some things, perhaps. Hmm. I like that. I could make it look like they still have them. <laughs> that may be, uh... A prudent first line of defense. However, I think we need to be prepared for not succeeding. Um, Shade, you're the one with the most experience here. Any ideas? Well, to go down the line... To go down the line of dealing with their components, if we could find out where they're storing them, if any of them are um, things that can rot or combust, (laughs) I could 
with assistance, probably perform a larger hex than normal on them so that the components would no longer be viable. Um, we could try to make the building itself unusable for the time period that they need. Most rituals are very dependent on a particular time. And as a result, if we eclipse this window, they might not have another opportunity. I like those but, uh, ideas. The other option is, is if they have a key, a key ritualist that is running the ritual, if we can take them out of play, that might be useful as well. Strike, any more information uh, that... I know you don't want to tell us all the details, but is there any details that uh, would help us, I would say, at the moment? Amnesty, for whatever reason, because this is bigger than all of us. Um, well, when you talk about storing materials, they're definitely storing everything on the top floor of the D&B building. Okay. It's basically been like the t the cup no one realizes but the cut like the top three floors haven't really been used in a number of years they've kind of condensed everything down a few floors and the up the the top floor has been sort of a base of operations for them as they're getting everything set up because it's it's incredibly intricate and um very dangerous should anything well you saw when i like tried to zap uh chase with lightning which kind of sorry about that but now that I have my memories back, you still definitely deserve that for just, you know, for the thing, the thing from a couple of years, you, you know, it's fine. We, we all know, and he deserved it. But I mean, you saw like, sorry, Chase. I, I made one small misstep and I like my lightning bolt went off on the side, which that shouldn't have happened. So imagine what happens if you have a giant ritual that's being performed and something goes wrong you could you could wipe the city if something went wrong hmm. so we have You're to be careful with dynamite, how man. we dismantle it did He's like, do we know who is running the ritual naomi moonlight Interesting. And he's like, and that's about everything that I know and as an NPC am, am willing to give to you <laughs> via your DM. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Love I'm very tired. Extra bit. He's like, I'm very tired. Uh, it's been a long uh, couple hours of remembering everything from my childhood, adolescence, adult life. Oh God, emotions are a lot. I <laughs> repressed those for so long. It was impressive almost. Um, but I'm going to go over here and sleep. Just ignore me if I do weird things like cry. I'm, I'm processing my whole life at once right now. So yeah. You go right ahead. Do you want some tea? A blankie? You can't have my plushie though. I said blanky, not, not plushy. 
He's like, the scotch set actually sounds perfect. Yes. Hold on. I go grab him an extra glass, pour two fingers of scotch, bring it over. This'll be a good nightcap for you. He throws the whole thing back in a single gulp. You're welcome. He kind of walks away and goes, huh, I guess I never did have a gag reflex. (laughs) Noted. All right. That's what Charlie said. (laughs) So what, what are you all aiming to do? Like, what is your thought process right now? I'm thinking we should, I could try and sabotage the elevators couple of special devices to make them not work as well as they should. Okay. I could go back to the bar tomorrow and um, cast a hex on one of those lovely fancy cocktails that Naomi just loves to have that would uh, give her laryngitis. Hmm. Okay. Um, and Valia? I'm liking this idea of perhaps infiltrating the storage of materials. It seems like perhaps we could head this off or at least delay it long enough to not have to interrupt it live and risk that. And Valia, I think it's time that you got a proper music contract. Hmm. That may be just the thing we need. And my, uh, my, uh, bodyguard might have to come with me. Looking up at Chase. Can I still wear pink? Of course. (laughs) I mean, how else am I going to coordinate my outfit and my makeup with you? Excellent. Okay, so I'm hearing three different courses of action. We've got um, Zero Cool, who's going to go fuck with some elevators. We've got... uh, I'm terrible. we got Shade, who is going to go and fuck with some cocktails. Mm -hmm. And then we have Anfalia and Chase, who are going to go just cause some general fuckery in a building. Well, we're, I believe Anfalia is going to get a new contract uh, written up by the lawyers there. Right. And that's our right. access, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, question uh, for Zero Cool. How, yes. what is your plan for getting into the building to cause the fuckery you're trying to cause? I've got a high V vest, a hard hat, and a clipboard, and a can-do attitude. No one messes with you if you've got a clipboard. I mean, that's factual. Thank you, Leverage. <laughs> I was... But yes. Okay. So here's how we'll, we'll do this since we're splitting the party. I'll try and do a little bit of like running... Not like entirely all at the same time, but like yeah. I'll try and bounce between you all. So I'm not just leaving people like high and dry for like 10 minutes a piece, but let's start over with shade. Since you're the most removed from the rest of the group. Um, Cause if anything goes wrong with what they're doing at the building, they will hear each other in theory. 
uh, whereas you are at a bar on your own. So you go back to the bar. Um, actually, we'll say, let me, before we start doing all this, is there anything, anything else that folks want to do, like, in the morning, as you're kind of putzing around getting ready, you've had your coffee, your tea, your morning cocktail, if that's your poison? Um, I'm going to, at at some point, I'm going to pull Enfalia to the side. And... Um, reveal a part of myself. Oh. Uh, standing in front of Enfalia, my image changes and shifts. I grow shorter. I grow a beard. My hair turns gray. And I say, does this look like a bodyguard? I suppose a little, but maybe a little less than normal. Oh, I'm trying to go for not normal because Naomi knows what I look like. One second. And then I turn into the dude from, um, uh, uh, not Finding Nemo, Lilo and Stitch. Cobra Bubbles. One of the big bodyguards. Cobra Bubbles. Yeah, Bubbles. Yeah. Okay. Is that That's good? Wonderful. So Thanks. You, you and then always, I turn back into Chase. You could always be my manager if you didn't feel like being a bodyguard. We'll figure it out. And then I turn back into Chase. Alright. Um, let's see. Zero Cool or Shade? Anything you all are going to do, bef- like anything else you're doing to prepare? Yes, I am going to take a quick trip over to Locust Moon and get a small piece of uh, slippery elm bark, uh, which is normally good to help soothe the throat, but I am going to carve uh, the hex into that and use it to smoke her cocktail. All right. Which, of course, means I'm going to have to have a conversation with Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure is. Uh, Zero Cool, anything you are doing to prepare? Definitely going to be going on, uh, getting on ye old Google, as it were, looking up some stuff for mechanisms and crafting a few key tools in my lab corner. Something okay. to, you know, not... Make the elevator fall, but just make it, you know, stop. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right. Uh, so shade. Let's go to a bar. Let's go to a bar. All right. So you get to the bar. It is now very early afternoon. Um, it is about the same crowd you saw the day before. Um, they see you walk in and there's kind of like a glance, like a side eye glancing at you from a number of them. Um, but nothing that like would raise alarm where you're like worried that they're actually going to like anything would happen. They're just kind of noting that you are present. I'm going to go up to the bar. 
and I'm going to find Charlie. Um, I'm going to, I'm actually going to pause. Let me just ask one quick clarifying question about your whole plan. So technically this is now Tuesday, which means stuff's not going to happen until tomorrow. Would you have wanted to do stuff the day before, or would you want to have waited until the day of the ritual to do all these things you're doing? I'd say day before. Day before. For mine, I probably would prep with the conversation with Charlie today. Okay. And then enact it tomorrow, because the shortest time uh, to allow a hex to build and then plateau would be better. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're at the bar. Um, you walk in, um, like for whatever reason, Charlie is the one waiting tables this afternoon. He looks very upset about it. Um, mumbles something about being short staffed as he's talking to one of the tables. Um, he's like a bunch of people missed curfew getting home from work last night. It's a fucking nightmare. Um, and he comes over and he's like kind of in like a, his own head and he gets to your table where you are shade. And he looks down and he's like, hi, uh, welcome to the bar that hi, I Charlie. forgot the name of. Huh? Hi, Charlie. Hi. What, so, what can I, what can I get you, sir? Charlie, we dated for two years. You can drop the sir. Or wait, you never could pick it up, which was half the problem. Anyways. What do you want to drink? As much as I hate to say this, I need a favor. And it's for all of our benefits. You hear him, like, stifling a laugh. (sighs) Yes, I am going to owe you. You can hold that over to my head for at least the next year. Um, So, you know, our lovely friend, Naomi, I know you love her just as much as the rest of us do. He kind of looks at you for a second. He's like, I don't know what you're going to say next, but if I were you, I would say it quieter. Yes. I would like to talk to you about a situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe after your shift, come by the loft. I'll pull out the good bottle, and I'll explain everything there. Um, I'm gonna and make I'll really leave a really good tip while I eat here today. I'm gonna yeah, make you, you roll will. for this. <laughs> But just the tip. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Um, I want so this. I'm gonna call this working for change because that's kind of the mm-hmm. sort of the move that you're doing right now. Um, and I don't. I'll say that you're prepared. That you prepared, and that you're gonna like tip well, and you're trying to like do some things. But I don't know if anything else counts in this. I don't. I don't think anything else really counts. Okay. Because I'm not hexing him. I'm not using my little bracelet because I'm not hexing him. Yep. Let's see. Um, actually, I'll give you a plus one on your rebellion as being like the sage 
like an anarchist age. You can take a plus two. Okay. Unfortunately, that is an eight. Okay. Um. So you you go to say like you go to do your thing where you're like hey i need you to come by the loft and you can see that like (laughs) when you said you're gonna bring out the good bottle you noticed a small spark in his eye that lit up a little bit in the oh i know this road I know what a good bottle means. Of course I'll come over. Oh no. To have a good bottle with you. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) The things I will do to save the world. All right. Uh, Fine. Um, all right, we're going to cut over to... Let's cut over to um, Zero Cool. So you, um, you are attempting to go into the building to fuck with the elevators. Correct. All right, tell me what Tell me what this looks like. Tell me what you're doing. Well, I've got my cleanest set of overalls on. I've got a high-vis vest because of course got to keep sticking to osha standards um i've got a um clipboard with some papers on it a hard hat and i've got a lanyard with a uh that looks like i've got like an id on it but if you actually were to look at it really closely all causes i picked my picture and then lauren ipsum for text but God knows you're never going to be seeing it still long enough to actually see that. I'm going to flash it and go. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk up to the walk, walk up to one of the security guards. I am here for your semi annual elevator inspection. And security guard looks down and he goes, I was not expecting anybody today. That's Are kind of the whole the point of it. That's the whole point. We. Don't let you know when we're coming so that we you don't try and make things look nice and extra pretty for us. Elevator safety is a very real thing, sir. Do you not take it seriously here? And I'm going to be holding out the clipboard and pose with the pencil. Oh, a um, pen, go sorry. Ahead, I'm going to have you give me a roll. Okay. Um, I'm going to classify some of this all just under the broad umbrella of working for change. Yes. Um, I'll say you're prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh... And then I don't know if you're you know craft rebellion or your item of power. I'm not sure if you're using any of those things. Nothing yet. That's more for once I'm starting like casting spells on the elevator itself. But I will gladly take the plus one to the roll. Um, let's go ahead and two d six plus one. Mm-hmm. Yes! Excellent! What did we that get? A, I got a 10. Amazing. Um, Alright, so you you are very convincing and he's just like I mean, I don't get paid enough to argue with you. Sure. The elevators are over there. Um, and the access and room it, for the motors? Uh, It's down the hall around the corner. It's a giant thing that says control room it has 
all of those things. Uh, perfect. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. He's going to grumble something and goes back to reading whatever magazine he had out while he was sitting there. All right. Now that I'm at the motors that control the elevators, time to uh, work a little magic okay. from one of the many pockets in my overall. I'm going to pull out a few key tools and what looks like schmlastic schmexplosive, but of course that would never be that because that's illegal. Wink, wink. Um, of course. Let's go ahead and make something that'll make the elevators just totally throw their nuts. Okay, so you're doing, you're gonna, you're using magic on the elevators? Yes. Okay. So go ahead and give me another roll. And for this one, not only is it my, um, not only have I prepared, not only is this my craft, but I'm using, I'm using Old Faithful here, my item of power, as it were. Yep. So, so plus three. Yes. Excellent. All right. Come on, dice. Do me dirty. This is my own flashback moment. Thirteen! Ooh. Ooh. All right, so you... Massive success, and you get to take a charm, so... Excellent. Mark that down. Marked. Um, So you... What was your goal that you were trying to do with this elevator? Uh, craft something that when I text the cheap burner phone that I have wired to it, the elevator's just going to go bye-bye for a little bit. Okay. Um, so everything is in place. Everything is, is there. It is, um, and done in a way that it's not going to be, excuse me, it's not going to be noticeable by anybody. Um, yes. And I'm going to, I'm going to pause you for a second and I'm going to cut over to, our good friends, Unfalia and Chase. Of course. So you all are also going to this building. Um, tell me what what is... Well, first, I guess, uh, Chase, what do you... Tell us what you look like as bodyguard slash manager. Um, I look very similar to what Chase normally does, but structurally different, so... I don't get found out in case we run into Naomi. Okay. Um... And Falia, would you like a, a a glamour as well? I think I'm fine as is. Okay. All right. So you all walk up. You've got the like large reception desk at the front, um, and they see you, and they're like, "Can I help you?" Uh yes. You you may know me. I'm I am an internationally known music artist. Um Anfalia. I'm currently part of a band, but uh we have some creative differences and I my manager and I uh need to to create a contract for a solo career I'm embarking upon. Um, and I was told this was the best place in town for legal advice. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. You've come to the right place. Um, and separating from a band, that sounds like music contracts and mild drama. And that is going to be on floor <laughs> six. Um, separating from a, a group into a solo act is uh, is relatively common. It has its own subsection in our division. Um, so if you just, if you go up and let them know you're, you are a, a group act aiming to go solo. It's, it's the Beyonce subsection. Um, and they will, they will take care of you and make sure that you are provided with all the things that you need. Um, so yeah, I believe there'll be a couple people available to meet with you, um, as, and you see them like typing away at a keyboard very quickly. Ah, uh, yes. On Folly, it looks like you have a net worth of, I mean, that's not quite what I was expecting, but you know, still <laughs> respectable. Still, sure. Yeah, Sir, even be Beyonce to... started somewhere. <laughs> the person they look up and they're like, "Yes, yes, absolutely." Even Beyonce started somewhere. Um, so yeah, uh, floor six, Beyonce claws, uh, and they will be able to assist you in in what you need. Let's go, Anfalia. Thank you, and I flip my hair over my shoulder and strut towards the elevator. <laughs> Alright. Um, the elevator? So... Should we go to the elevator? <laughs> um, so you get into the elevator, and while you're in the elevator, it go you go up to so it goes up to floor two. It dings, and then when the doors open, um, in walks Naomi Moonlight and Chad Montgomery the Third. That look like they're having a a not tense, but a very uh, quiet and uh, yeah, they're having a very quiet conversation between the two of them. And when they get in the elevator, they kind of look at both of you. Um, Naomi kind of eyes. Uh, and Falia up and down a little bit, um, and they both get aggressively quiet as the elevator goes up um, two more floors. And at floor four, it things open, and Chad Montgomery goes to step out of the elevator, and he looks back and just kind of goes, "I'll see you tomorrow then." Uh, it was good catching up with you today. And then the elevator door closes, and you are in the elevator with Nail. So the elevator goes up. It starts going up for the, the two more floors. She's not doing it. Like she's literally facing forward and like laser focus on not talking to the two of you. She's standing in front of us. Like we're yes. on the, in the back. Yeah. You two are like the back of the elevator. She's in front of you. I look over at Anfalia and my face turns into the face of Naomi. <laughs> I glance over at Chase and do my best to stifle uh, a bit of a, a, a laugh, but I can't quite do it so I cover it with like a cough and dig in my purse for a lozenge. Oh, where is that? And when you, so when that all happens, she kind of like looks back at you, looks back over at Chase, um... Chase, would you have turned back to your face? Oh, yes, very quickly. 
And she just kind of stares over. She stares at um and Polly for a second, and she's like, <sighs> and then when the doors open on floor six, she kind of steps to the side, and she's like, it's if daggers could, like, if looks could kill, like you, she would m- murder you on. Um, did I happen to notice the floor she chose to get off on? Uh, she would have hit the top floor. Okay. Um, I as I I was taking in my purse theoretically looking for a lozenge but as i'm exiting the elevator i pull out this gaudy bottle of perfume uh black studded with rhinestones just like the blingiest thing and i like squirt some on myself and then i squirt some but it's like over my shoulder not into her face but in front of her enough that she gets a, a little bit of a mouthful of it And you hear her just be like, <coughs> Jesus, God. Um, and then the door closes behind you. All right. So you make your way to um, when you come off there, there's another reception desk. The person greets you and says, ah, yes, I hear you are looking for the Beyonce clause uh, treatment. Yes, this is the Beyonce, not the rest of them. Obviously, obviously, we recognize star talent. I am tired um, of my Kelly Rowland. <laughs> All right, so and I guess I just make sure that I'm understanding. So, what is what's your end goal while you're in this building? So the like as a yeah DM. the the goal is for I, I think this is something that uh, hopefully uh, I had discussed previously. Uh, with Chase, is that I will be keeping them busy with this whole record contract thing and, like, making sure they're including lots of clauses for random things. Um, And while they're doing that, Chase can slip away, perhaps illusion into someone else, and find this because the bodyguard doesn't need exactly, to be exactly find a storage room to take some of the materials from them while I'm keeping them busy. Okay, awesome. I love it. So you get met by this young um, woman lawyer. Uh, she looks like she's like there's no way she hasn't like she she passed whatever configuration of a bar exam we have in a dystopian future. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine in a dystopian future, there's still a bar exam because that feels dystopian and <laughs> probably even more expensive. Um, yeah. But she, she looks like she most likely looks like she paid her way to get her, her like JD. Like she, she passed the bar because she threw enough money at it. Um, that's the kind of vibe you get. She just looks very, like wealthy rich woman walking around um and she's like okay so i can absolutely set you up with the most exclusive contract that will get you all the royalties all the subsidiaries all of the residuals all of the other iduals and oilties and etc etc i'm just gonna need like a small deposit and like 
you know, a little bit of money to make sure that this can all happen. And like, let's talk details. Oh, of she, like, course. Sits, she like sits back in her desk. She kicks her feet up and she's wearing like expensive, sh- like it's those like where they Louis Vuittons with like the red soles underneath the black shoe. Yes. The Louis Vuittons. Um, yep. So she's in, like, she's ready. She is going to, like, make all your dreams come true. Um, so, Chase, what are you doing? Um, I'm standing outside the door. Um, we're... F- I don't remember if you said how far away we are from the main um, desk, but I'm assuming we're not in eyesight of the main desk. Um, and... You're like down a hallway a little yeah. bit. So you're not in anyone's line of sight right now. Yeah. Um, so once once Unfalia gets uh, settled in there, I uh, quietly slip away down the hallway and I take the stairway, the first stairway that I find, and head up. Okay. Um, are you... Are you changing your appearance at all? I know you said you were potentially going to do that. Um, yes, I'm going to turn into somebody that looks like they are possibly doing some sort of inspection, maybe some OSHA thing, high-vis vest, um, wearing, uh, you know, a whole bunch of, uh, uh, equipment belts and stuff like that, you know, possibly an elevator inspector, you know. <laughs> okay, um, give me, give me a roll, just to make sure your look comes together, um, I'm going to say, obviously, your craft. Obviously, you're using your item of power. Uh, ten. Yeah, we'll call you... We'll, oh, a ten. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So you you pull off the look, and you are... So, and you're walking to one of the, the stairwells, you said? Yeah. All right. Um, and you're heading upstairs, correct? Upstairs, because I saw that's where Naomi was heading. Yep. So it is a 12-story building, so she was headed up to floor 12 oh shit (laughs) so you you make it up all six flights of stairs to the 12th floor um how are you approaching this um i'm assuming there's some sort of guard of some sort i'm just there to kind of look first and since i got to see naomi Earlier, I know what she's wearing. It's true. So when you open the door, um, what you see is that the 12th floor has actually been like gutted and hollowed out. So there's like the support beams are all still there, but like all of the other like walls and everything else is gone. And it's a big open space. Mm-hmm. Um, and you notice there is, there are markings all over the floor. There are boxes all over the place, um, that likely are containing ritual items and ingredients and other things, um, stuff everywhere. And kind of on the other side of the room, you see Naomi kind of walking around, looking at some of the things, um, she's kind of you know opening a box looking at stuff closing the box walking to the next one opening it taking a look closing it again 
does she notice me or hear me come up through the door? No, I'm going to say that you, like, open the door, like, a little bit, but you don't open it a ton. So, like, you can see her, but she hasn't seen you yet. Okay. If the goal is to actually mess with some of the ingredients, I need the people out of there. Um, I'm going to go down and, and confer with Anfalia, since I know where everything is now. Okay. And see if maybe Anfalia can do some manipulation magic, maybe, and get people out of there. Okay, and the only person you saw up there was Naomi. Oh, it was? Yeah, sorry, the only, My person, the only person up on that floor is Naomi. Oh. Oh, never mind. Okay. Well, I just walk right in. Because I'm there to inspect things. So the door shuts behind you, and it makes a loud, like, cla- like a uh, bang as it closes, because it's an old belt, like, well, it's a metal door and all those other mm-hmm. things. She hears you. She turns around, like, she whips around. And she is, like, beelining towards you. And she's like, excuse me, this is a restricted floor. Who are you and what are you doing up here? I'm not sure any of this mess meets OSHA standards at all. Everything here is a trip hazard and everything's flammable. Where's the where's the fire extinguisher? Do you have a fire extinguisher, ma'am? She's like, excuse me, can you tell me who you are, what you're doing, and why you are up here? Because I know that you don't work for any department that that is related to OSHA. I know you don't know who I am. I'm here for city inspection. I need you out of here while I inspect this this area. She says, show me your identification and tell me who your supervisor is. I can't roll a bluff check. Jeez. <laughs> um, you could roll. I mean, you could. So technically you'd be either like resisting or working for change or if you use illusion magic for like the id yeah magic okay i'll roll an illusion for for the id okay um and we'll count your craft and your item of power because you always have that with you yeah Eh, it's a four i rolled um so six yeah still bad (laughs) so take a charm i'll take a Um, charm wait richard did you have a charm already i did yeah you can use a charm to add one to your score which would make it a seven i'll do that okay so it's gonna be successful but it's gonna come with a complication Mm -hmm. and the complication is going to be that she sees your id you have a department on there. She's she's like, ah, yes, Department of City Regulations. I'm very familiar with that entire office. Let me just call my good my good girlfriend, Brenda. She's going to clear this right up for me. And you see her start to grab her cell phone and start dialing a phone number. Oh, no, not Brenda. Not Brenda. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, what would you like to do? Oh, Lord. Um... I mean, so real. I mean, realistically, like she's in front of you. You've got a room full of supply things. There's a door behind you. I want to choke her out and put her in a box. Wow! <laughs> and then just take her image and pretend to be her. 
You know what? Let's punk this shit up. I'm gonna punch her in the face. Are you are you using magic? I mean, your magic is more illusionary, right? Based. So I'm... you can still use. I mean, you can still use other other magic. It just wouldn't give you the craft bonus. Um, not knowing her skills with magic, I'm going to go the blunt force route. And as she's looking at my um, fake ID, reaching or reaching, reaching for her phone to call Brenda, I say, I'll, "I say no, you ain't calling Brenda at all," and I punch her. All right, roll your D, roll your two D six, <laughs> and let's see what happens. That's a twelve. I can take a picture of it and send it to you. <laughs> You also have a charm, which could make it a 13, which is a massive success well, it's, instead it's a of a simple success. I already right? used my charm. Like, you, well, you, got another, you got another charm when you failed this last one. Oh, I did? Oh, no, you didn't. Never mind. No, you didn't. Wait, did no, you, you roll didn't. a 12 or it's a total of 12? Yeah, I rolled a 12. Oh, then you got a... Uh, I'll give you a plus one just because it's fucking punk to just walk up and punch somebody in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Naomi is punched in the face. She drops. <laughs> the phone skitters. It's it's like she's got Brenda's contact pulled up, but she hadn't hit send yet. Um, so what are you doing? I'm panicking because I just punched this, <laughs> this person. <laughs> um, I am... Um looking around for a common magical herb that induces um, sleep and paralysis and stuff because it's a common one. It should be here for this ritual. Um, And I'm going to give it to her so that I can put her out. All right. So, I I mean, with the 13, I'll say you're successful. Um, You... Are you, and you're you're putting her in a box? Um, yes, to come and get her later after I successfully go and retrieve Unfalia. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. So you're gonna go back and get un- to get Unfalia. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say we'll cut back and like as you walk up, you you hear this this woman be like. Okay, so I like all these subclauses. I think these are really good. The green M&M's thing, beautiful touch. I would have never <laughs> thought of that in a hundred years. You're going to be my favorite client. I'm going to take so good care of you. You're never going to want for anything. Oh my God, we're best friends. This is going to be life changing. Oh yes. Thank you so much for helping me make sure I'm getting everything I deserve from these people. Not just what you deserve, but everything you deserve and more. Oh my god. Anfi, can I call you Anfi? That feels so good. Anfi, we're gonna have such a good time. We are. And girl, I'll wear my Louboutins oh next my time too, and we will kick it. Oh god. <laughs> uh. Alright. Um, so uh you all leave the room. Um what uh Chase, what are how 
I'm going to assume you're going to recap everything to Anfalia, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Anfalia, you now know everything. Beautiful. <laughs> and just just for everyone's awareness, when when Chase mentions that he punched somebody out and stuck her in a box, my face just my jaw drops just a little bit for a second, and then I go. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, and, I was there. I was panicking. I had no other choice. And realistically, like you all have the ability to communicate with each other. Like you probably still have like cell phones and things. So if you need to like update the rest of your crew, because um, you have somebody else. I was going to say well. we would definitely be texting uh, Z Z whatever the pronunciation is to update them because I think we would definitely want to know about the multiple elevator repair people. Mm-hmm. Um, Zero Cool, what are, after you got done with the elevator stuff, were you, is there anything else you were going to do? Getting the hell back out of there. I got lucky. I'm not awesome. going to, not to push it. Um, when we get back together, I'll let everyone know what the plan is and we'll figure out what the best time for me to disable the elevators. All right. So we'll say that at this point, Shade and Zero Cool are both like headed back toward the warehouse, um, which means Anfalia and Chase. So, Anfalia, what are you doing now that you know that there is a woman in a box up on the top floor? <laughs> Please help. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Uh, there's a, there's a front desk person on the, that floor, right? Yes, correct. Okay, so we're gonna go up to that floor. Go to that Well, front no, sorry, not, not on the 12th floor, but there's a, on the floor you're on, there's like a reception desk person. Okay, wonderful. Um, so, we're, we're gonna go up to that front desk person. Mm-hmm. And... I am going to, you know, walk up to them and say, oh my gosh, thank you all so much. You are amazing. Um, I just, I wanted to just play a little something for you for as my thanks. And I pull out my violin and play a sh- just a short, short little melody in an attempt to convince them to go up to the top floor and find uh, a woman who who is fainted and of her own volition and needs help. <laughs> and climbed into a box of her own accord. Yes, yes. and uh, she, f- she fell into a box. <laughs> oh no, right. help um, us get her to help. Help. So give me, give me your role, add your I'm going to say item of power, your craft, and your... I'll give you plus three. Okay. Come on. We got seven plus three is a ten. (laughs) It's a ten. Simple success. So you you play this whole thing, and the receptionist uh, person is just like, oh, oh my god. Oh, absolutely. I'm... I'm, I'm, oh god, okay. And like they get up and they're like running. They're like, 
get to the elevator door, like smashing the elevator button um, to go upstairs. And you see them like get in the elevator and then it starts going up. Um, Are you two headed out? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. They're going to take care of the person. We're, we're, We're out of here. And my bodyguard looks like a bodyguard again, right? Yeah. Yeah, my bodyguard right. looks like a bodyguard again. All right, so everyone gets back to the um everyone gets back to the to the warehouse. Um I think like a decent amount of time has passed that you're probably cresting into dusk arena again. Um you've all generally accomplished the things you set out to accomplish for the day. Anything that you all need to like talk through before doing like the final day third act activities? Well, um, just letting everyone know the plan on my part, the how I got my elevator thing ready to go whenever they need it. Also, um, I'm gonna warn you all if you give me shit, I will hex every last one of you. I had a conversation with Charlie. Ooh, how did it go? So that Charlie will hex the drink for Naomi tomorrow when she goes in and gets her usual. I may have overpromised. And he's coming over. Uh oh. They always say, right? Overpromise and under deliver. So at that moment, you hear like a knock, knock, knock on the warehouse door. And then you don't like they don't wait for anybody to answer. And Charlie just like walks into the warehouse. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. He's like, hey, Chaz. Still not my name, but hello, everybody. Um, Shade, uh, I think you promised me a good bottle. Yes. Oh Lord! Let's let's go outside with the bottle. We're gonna go back to the nice fairy light lit uh, back area with the nice little mm-hmm. uh, bench. I said, "Okay, here's the deal." Um, our dear friend, the witch Karen, has decided to. Uh, do something to basically make life miserable for anybody who doesn't go along with precisely what they want and how they want. Um, we're talking extinction level event for any witch that doesn't fall into line. And I just need one teensy little favor from you. She gets her fancy little smoke drink every single day when she goes for her little cocktail I need you to replace the illusion smoke with this lovely bit of um, smoked slippery elm, which I have hexed so that it will take her voice away and she can't cast the ritual, which is going to end up causing all of us to uh, be completely under her thumb. And you thought it was bad being her waiter? 
it's going to be so far worse. Charlie just kind of sits there and ponders everything for a second. He's like, I mean, you know she tips so terribly. She's the fucking worst. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, he kind of like gets really close to you and he's like, I mean, you know I'll do it. I, I, w- I would do anything for you. I've always been willing to do anything for you. And then we're just going to awkwardly fade that one right on out. <laughs> because the other fun thing is he can't go home because there's a curfew, which means he's stuck in your <laughs> warehouse all night. Oh, no. Oh, I was aware of his timing. <laughs> I was aware of his timing. Oh, um, I'm just going to say I'm in the corner working on something feverishly involving a lot of blankets and stuff that I've pulled out from a spare closet. Just keep going. Funny, the two of us are feverishly working with blankets as well. And I'm <laughs> I'm practicing some uh, some really loud violin riffs throughout this whole thing. Yep. <laughs> I'm just cuddling my plushie wondering why I punched this lady. <laughs> Anfalia has literally turned into like the eye, like someone's sound system drowning out the noises from the other room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, and I said at the beginning of this that this game wasn't going to get like that we were going to get sexy in it, but yet here we are. And yet, yet here we are. Having what punk is that? We got sexy <laughs> as fuck. I mean. Um, All right. So next day, final moments. You've all prepared for everything. Um, let's do it this way. Um, TC or shade, give me a magic roll to see if your, uh, hex is effective. So craft rebellion, you prepared. So I'll give you a plus three to it. 10. Amazing. So, Charlie does what Charlie does. He puts the thing in the drink. She drinks the drink. Um, and it's got like that delayed timing where like she drinks it and then it'll, it'll pop in a little bit later. Um, what? And I know, I mean, Chase and, and Falia, you all, I'm confused of what your mission accomplished because all you did was punch her and then revive her. Well, I think I, I, th- my goal was to go up there and fiddle around with the the stuff. Yeah, didn't and we, and didn't we review remove components. Yes, we did. We had to make room for the body, right? True. Okay, so you, you so you stole some things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So. So what is the, what's your course of action for today? Like, so it's. I guess tell me what what it is your what's your final move before all of this comes to be to make sure that it doesn't happen. Um, I think for me, I want to be somewhere where I can um, infiltrate. You know, take on somebody else's image and infiltrate if needed. Possibly even Naomi herself. Um just in case a little extra push is needed. Okay. 
So I'm going to go linger around the building as inconspicuously as I can, I guess. All right. So you're you're kind of you're keep an eye on things and someone's going to let um zero cool know when to drop the elevators. Mhm. I could do I'm that, also, I guess. I'm also going to um take a sheet of paper. I'm going to write out a uh small tower of babel hex which okay. will make anybody in a close vicinity of where the hex is being uh, burned uh, speak in any tongue but their own. Interesting. And I will give All that right. to Chase to burn in case it's necessary. Alright. And I, like all I will see if perhaps in the morning light I can get shade to convince charlie to let me in to the back to uh sort of hole up and be prepared to uh do some uh mass crowd manipulation which is is my uh my forte as a anarchist punk rocker Oh, by the morning, Charlie will have no problem doing exactly what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about fade to black. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're all kind of positioned. So I feel like so we've done like kind of our our prep. Oh, um, I'm going to give. I have two backpacks. Uh, I'm going to give one to Chase and the other one to myself. I hope we won't need these, but just in case. It's not pink. And uh, well, make it pink. Are oh. those backpacks what I okay. think they are? They are what you think they are. Oh no. Oh <laughs> yes. Mm. Okay. I have a bad feeling about this. I have a great feeling about this. I don't know about you guys. All right. <laughs> so. It- Everyone, everyone, I feel like everyone is primed and prepped, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So it is near, we're going to, we're going to jump forward. It's nearing dusk. Um, and. And the ritual is supposed to be like at start at dusk. Is that correct? Yeah. That's your understanding. It's supposed to start at dusk. So you're maybe like 30 minutes to dusk. So now Um, would be the time for me to activate my little, uh my fun little trap card. Yes. That's what I was going to set up. So like you, you all are kind of like in proximity of the, the D and B building. You, you see like a small crowd of, uh, traditional witches. And you know, those they're traditional. Cause they like very much believe in like the old schools. So they're always like decked out like these. I'm thinking like, uh, what is it? Like American horror story, like the white witch who wanted to be like Stevie Nicks. Oh yeah, and like, oh. and so, and then like Stevie Nicks shows up and like is like very ethereal and very like mm-hmm. cr- crunchy and all of that. And like that's the vibe that these ones like. They're very like at surface level. Everyone looks very pleasant and fun and nice, but like they're not. Um, so you see a, a group of them heading into the building. Um, which you would assume is the group that is probably going up to the upper floor. So yeah, so. Um, 
zero cool if you wanted to hit the button we can roll to see how successful your thing is yeah let's go ahead and um i'm gonna text to the burner cell phone uh from my own little joke the number i'm texting is 24601 (laughs) all right so um what's the so i mean if you definitely feel like you're using your item of power you're using your craft you prepared and honestly it fits under your rebellion too so take a plus four yeah fuck yeah all right heart of the cards heart of the cards 11 11 amazing so it is successful so tell me what happens so um re are we near the building at all yeah you're you're like maybe within like a block you can see the building. all right so you hear a loud a dull boom and smoke has started pouring out of the lobby i added a little something to make it more dramatic Um, so what? And so what? So is it the idea like the elevators just are inoperable, or did you correct? Were you trying to like drop them while they were in it? No, they're inoperable. I'm not going to kill people. Okay, that's wrong. Um, so you hear kind of a clamoring. You don't see anyone pouring out of the building, but you can see in like the windows of the stairwells. You see people running up the stairs. Okay, good. They'll be tired. <laughs> um, and Falia, what are you doing? So you're like in proximity to all of this, kind of watching everything unfold. Yeah, so essentially I'm on standby if none of if the people actually make it up to the rooftop and are going to, you know, be present to be catalysts, I get the yeah. job of making sure they're not present to be catalysts anymore. Okay, are you doing this from, like, a ground level? Are you, like, up on a... On, like, in order to see people on the rooftop, are you, like, on another... Like, in another building nearby? I am in the building, but just, like, a floor lower or something, ready to, like, get onto the rooftop as needed. Like, I'm watching to see if people are getting up there or not. Okay. Um, what I'll say is... That you, because you knew, because you made it up to the 12th floor before, or no, you you didn't go up, but because Chase did and could give you like the lay of the land, you made it up there and kind of positioned yourself in a way where like you can, the, the stairwell is open so you can see if like people are making it all the way up to the roof. Um, and you hear like the, the boom that like knocks the elevators out. You're there and maybe we'll say like Five minutes later, you start seeing some people like coming up the stairs and making their way up to the roof. Like they're they're like out of breath, tired. <laughs> oh, so much um, easier to manipulate then. <laughs> so then, what? What? Like once they get up there, what is your course of action? So once it seems like, you know, the trickle of people is kind of slowed down, um, I'm going to kind of burst through the, um, the, uh, roof 
door and okay with my violin just like ready to go and like thank you thank you everyone for coming to my impromptu concert and <laughs> just start wailing on my violin and scream singing um a tune that is actually a spell to essentially convince everyone that they don't really want to be here they they had other things to do today all right um give me your role um i know you were rehearsing so you're prepared you're using your item in power it's your craft yeah let's we're in a full plus four because i'm feeling generous well that's a six plus one is seven eleven eleven so you're up there, you're doing your thing, and everyone is just like, "It is. We have. There's a curfew. What are we even doing out right now? We gotta go." And they all just like start pouring back out and going back downstairs um, to like leave the building. Um, and you hear as everyone's pouring out, you hear someone like. It sounds like they're trying to yell at people to go back upstairs, but they come up and you see Naomi coming out of the roof, just like trying to like scream at people, but like nothing is coming out of her voice. And like, she's frantic and like trying to usher people and is like pointing at you. Um, She does like a little motion with like her finger across her throat. Like I'm going to fucking murder you. (laughs) Um, and I just, I, I'm continuing to play to make sure everyone is, is leaving and doing what they need to do. And I, I just say, oh, thanks, hon. Yeah, I know how much you love me. (laughs) And then you see her kind of do, like, you see her kind of look at you for a second and she kind of shrugs and like, even though she can't speak you can read her lips and she just, she just goes, fuck it. And you see her walk to the center of the rooftop and you see her pull out a phone and send fire off a text message. And underneath below you, you hear really, really loud chanting and the ritual is happening. Ah, damn. Then I say, fuck it too and take a page from chase (laughs) and i'm just gonna do a full-on like linebacker plow tackle into naomi (laughs) to get her off the center of the roof all right um give me the dice roll, and I'm going to say you can add your rebellion? Yeah. Because, <sighs> again, that just feels really fucking punk rock, so. One of my dice fell. It's dramatic. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, eight. Alright. Um, so... You are, you run full force at her and you are able, like you linebacker into her, but the momentum at which you were going, 
you forgot that you were on a rooftop. And so you tackle her off the roof. Great! (laughs) So everyone else is on the ground floor. You see Naomi come flying off the roof with Anfalia. And I'm going to give you a second to react and give me how you're going to save your friend from falling 12 stories. Um... I'll start doing some levitation stuff. Like a levitation spell? Yeah, to try and catch catch Anfalia. Okay. Uh, Shade and Zero Cool, are you going to like, do you want to help? My Yeah, I will help because my primary magic is not in this area, so I will just lend my strength to the levitation <laughs> spell. Yeah, I'll definitely be using my little teddy bear. <laughs> With the power of cuteness! Oh, I just imagine the three of you standing there holding hands going, the power of three will set you free. The power of three, <laughs> three will set you free. God. The power of three will set you free. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Chase, I'll say that you're using, you're, you've got your item of power involved. Uh-huh. Um, your craft is more illusionary, so don't, you don't get that, but I'll give you the plus, the plus one, and then you've got two people helping you. So you can re-roll up to two dice. Okay. Like one dice one time and then another dice another time? Correct. Okay. Alright, here we go. Okay, that's an 11. Alright, so clarifying question. Are you attempting to save both or just Unfalia? Um totally just focused on Enfalia once I noticed Enfalia coming over and falling. <laughs> okay, so here's the scene as it unfolds. You see Enfalia lunging over the rooftop. You see Naomi is like maybe four feet, because like once they kind of came off the roof, they got separate, like a little bit of separation. Enfalia <laughs> starts feather falling because that's the most ridiculous and very niche specific D spell that I've <laughs> ever seen. And it like, Unfollow just kind of like gently is coming down. It's like a rock star thing. She's got the violin. She's just living her, living her truth. Meanwhile, Naomi hits the ground and fucking explodes. <laughs> her oh, body God. just flies into pieces. Oh, oh no. And it, and as soon as she hits the ground, like as the, as they were coming down, like the top floor of the building, the top three floors had like a little bit of that like swirly energy from when you all were doing your thing earlier. That very like we're definitely in tune with like a, a a higher power. When she hits the ground, it's like something like a link in the chain broke, and all of that swirly energy just kind of explodes out. And you see, I'm going to go all in because this this is where we're at today. You see just bodies flying out the top of this building. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> and it's it's just like, because I say it's raining witches and that just went wrong. Oh, God. But I love all it. Of these, just like everywhere, just everywhere. Oh, and nice. meanwhile, Anfalia is still floating to the floating ground. 
<laughs> Playing a little tune. <laughs> Glinda lowering from the sky. And I'm going to call that a success. <laughs> yes. Didn't even have to use the parachutes. Right? Well, it would have helped if I had one. Yeah. No. <laughs> I made them heavy enough. I made them. I enchanted them. So one of you grab onto one of us and then we all float down. I didn't even get up there, though. So. Right, yeah. Well, that, success. That was witch punks, everybody. That was very punk. That Yay! Was, uh, <laughs> Exploding it, I, like, witches. This is a fun little system to run. Like yeah. it's easy, it's fun. I could I could see like a small like mini campaign with this too, where it's like tackling multiple like <laughs> multiple yeah. fires that are that need to be put out. Yeah, I would um, come back for this coven. For I would revisit this at some point. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah this this is a great system. I think a lot of the 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 diff, the only difficulty in it was at the beginning just kind of setting out these little pieces and not really knowing how they're going to go together until right. gameplay started. Yeah, and I think you, and I, I think you all did a good job of like basically I gave you like a day of prep, right? Like I gave you that entire Tuesday to like go around and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And like you made the most of that, which is why like it paid off for you at the end, which is I think I don't know, like, it all came together. Like, the laryngitis thing works. Like, mm. the elevators worked. I genuinely thought you were going to try and drop the people in the elevator. Like, I thought you were going to let them get up to, like, floor 11, hit a button, <laughs> and then just <laughs> crash uh-huh. them down. I I don't kill. That's not my ninja way. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, all right. So that wraps the episode. Omission by not saving <laughs> right? the other person. It's fine. Um, so we're going to wrap. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, for folks who would like, who would like to be found on the internet. And I know that we're recording this at a time where Twitter currently exists (laughs) by the time this episode airs, that could be different. So (laughs) if people, uh, and I'll go down the line, um, as I see you all on, on the recording. So we'll start at, uh, TC. Um, if you would like people to find you on the internet, where can people find you? I can be found at ShadeTC on Twitter, and from there I have links to Instagram. All right, and Dakota. Yes, I can be found at Vision and Lilac on almost every social platform uh, that you can think of, and that will continue as long as it needs to. (laughs) Uh, Richard, where can people find you? Um, I am the Richard EXP on Twitter, Mastodon, and uh, Instagram. And the main reason to follow me is for cat pictures. Really, it's a pretty His good cats reason. Cats are so adorable. They are. Um, and future, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, behind in any in, in any dad joke that makes you groan, in any awful pun, in um. <laughs> nerd arguments over editions of RPGs, I will be there. As always, this is the Queer Experience. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. My name is Eric. Um, You can find us on all podcasting platforms. You can find The Queer XP on Twitter and Instagram if Twitter is still alive. Um, And you can find me at E-C-R-U-M-R-I-N-E E-Crumrine 
Um, on at this point, I think all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, whatever Mastodon is, Hive, I, I'm just adding them everywhere. So you'll be able to find me. Um, but until next week, we will see you all later. 